Welcome back to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. You know, putting the genie back in the bottle is nearly impossible. Once you've pulled the cork and the genie has touched the real world, the magic has begun before you even know that you have three wishes. Sidney Sheldon, the creator of I Dream of Genie, a sitcom of the late 1960s, shared this about the legendary series. I wanted to make sure that the man who found the genie would not take terrible advantage of her. So he needed to be a person of integrity and honor, which is why I made the male lead an astronaut. The rest, as they say, is history. So, is it astronauts that we need more of? Or is it genies? In the classic sitcom, the bottle that Genie comes from is found on the beach by an astronaut named Anthony Nelson, who has crashed on a deserted island and is lost. I know that parents sometimes say they're attempting to put themselves into a bottle that will one day wash up on the beach for their children to discover, but the world isn't full of genies waiting to grant our wishes. When people try and put the genie back in the bottle so they can take it for their own and pour it out on some new market like relationship building or small group development or leadership building, team culture concepts, eh, the commercialized effect of all these efforts diminishes most of the magic. If the copy-paste approach were so easy, then all those who claim to want world peace would probably be satisfied and every eight years we could re-elect another Abraham Lincoln. Outcomes and expectations get in the way of many who try to use the genie in the bottle theory. But the one who finds the genie in seeking the good of the other creates something that is remarkably unique. But some people just always want more than their three wishes, and in their attempt to gain more, they lose more. The original genies are always far more real in the sense of being human and unique and captivating. Some have explained this in simple words, like Martha Ark Frost, who spoke of recreating the magic, saying, I don't think you can catch lightning in a bottle twice. But of course, he was speaking about TV shows and creating popular series. And we are talking about real human stories and creating successful lives. But it is popular and successful, those two words, those desires that twist the outcome, though, isn't it? Another author, Mark Batterson, writes, God is not a genie in a bottle and your wish is not his command, but... His commands better be your wishes. I guess that's the real rub, isn't it? If, if God just wanted first and foremost us to be highly successful and rich and famous and that stuff, all we would need would be those three wishes, at least to begin with. And then we meet a saint, one who loves greatly, always for the good of the other, and we begin to recognize that captivating, unique human character that God desires all of us to be. It is fairly common to hear someone say that we should emulate St. Francis of Assisi, who said, preach the gospel, and if necessary, use words. But of course, St. Francis never really made this quote. It is amazing what happens when people try their best to repackage the genie, isn't it? Many people think of St. Francis as some hippie clad in brown robes who preached peace to an audience of wide-eyed animals from a Disney film. But now we find the bottle and the cork have been removed with Thomas Salano, who wrote the first biography about St. Francis. He said the saint's words were neither hollow nor ridiculous, 
but filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, penetrating the marrow of the heart so that listeners were turned toward great amazement. Historian Mark Galley writes that when St. Francis described the nativity, listeners felt as if Mary was giving birth before their eyes, and in rehearsing the crucifixion, the crowd as well as the saint shed tears. Francis said this regarding the members of his order, that the preacher must first draw from secret prayers that he will later pour out in holy sermons. He must first grow hot within before he speaks words that are themselves cold. This doesn't sound like a man who thinks words are unnecessary. Ugolino Brunforti records what happened when St. Francis drew from this deep spiritual well. St. Francis ascended the pulpit and began to preach in the language of his genius, on the holy penance, on the world, on voluntary poverty, on the hope of eternal life, on the nakedness of Christ, on the shame of the passion of our blessed Savior. Both men and women began to weep bitterly at being moved into devotion. St. Francis preached about the joy of repenting from sin, and he did not mince words when it came to this subject, nor did he scapegoat the reality of damnation. But he also gave his listeners practical advice, saying, Where there is poverty and joy, there is neither greed nor avarice. Where there is peace and meditation, there is neither anxiety nor doubt. Where there is a heart full of mercy and discernment, there is neither excess nor hardness of heart. Preaching itself was so important to Francis that he required his religious brothers to get permission to do it. And those who could not do it formally, he encouraged to preach by their deeds. Maybe this is where the quote attached to St. Francis came from. If necessary, use words. But Francis did say this. An unconverted person might see an example of piety that inspires him, but then doubt that God would love a sinner like him. This person doesn't need an example of holiness. He needs encouraging words about God's transforming love explained in a way he can understand personally. The Apostle Paul speaks about this in Romans chapter 10. How beautiful are the feet of those who evangelize what is good. History has shown us some marvelous leaders in the saints, men and women who loved so deeply they lost complete awareness of themselves for the sake of the other. They explained their mission in ways that all could understand, and their lives were a beautiful symphony of that message. Anthony Nelson was an astronaut in a TV sitcom. The character he portrayed in comedy was used in a way to demonstrate integrity and honor and about someone who would not take advantage of the genie. He had three wishes, of course. The first was to understand clearly what was being said to him. The second, for something to free him and save him from being lost. And the third, for the genie to be freed from the body. That was a simple show about a genie. St. Francis was a genius with a simple message. Preach the gospel always. Ain't it so? This is Gittin' Grit signing off. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum.